and welcome to the Student Survival Podcast with Jordan and Lucy. In this show, we discuss the biggest problems that us students face in our years at university. Follow our social media accounts at Student Survival Podcast to stay up to date with new episodes and have your chance to have a say in what we discuss. And now, without further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Oh, it's gonna be a fu- this is going to be a fun <laughs> edit. This is going to be a very fun edit. So, no, it isn't. It's going to be shit. Um, <sighs> it's, it's the best we can do in the situation we've got. So... A one, a two, one, two, three, four. Hello. Hi. We're back. <laughs> we oh. finally got it working. After. John, I feel so good again to be talking to your face instead of you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're back. I'm so sorry we haven't uploaded in like three months. Um, Yes, if you're wondering why we have such reduced quality, it is because we have had to, again, for another episode, make a makeshift studio in our own homes. So Yes, I, I've spared no expense. I, go, I stole my duvet from my bed. I used my clothes, my clothes era as a holding position, and I've got four pillows surrounding my Microsoft Surface, so I've got optimal sounding. That is fucking sick. I didn't know about the pillows. I knew, obviously, I can see the the blanket behind you, but he's got like a big. Basically, to put it to put it like simply, he's got a big blanket like hanging behind him that has like like humans dressed as animals, like we've got tigers and tigers. Fashioned giraffe. We've got some sort of zebra somewhere. To be honest, I changed my bed on a weekly basis, so it's next week's episode will be the stripy one. Oh mate, if I would be asked to do that, mate, like I kind of like I change the bed. Obviously, I change the bed often, but I don't like, I don't put any effort into it. Like I just can't be asked. But anyway, so hi everyone. Yes, we're back to earth. We go even when we're not together. We still ramble on. But yes, let's get into the episode. So this week we are going to be doing a simple update. That's all we're going to be doing. We're just going to be doing a simple update about our lives and. Nothing student-y, nothing anything. It's just going to be about all of us as a whole dealing with this current crisis that we're in. Do you think we should rename the show temporarily to two students surviving? Two students barely surviving. I am Uh, barely surviving, Jordan. I have no money. I am bored shitless. I want to kill myself. I played, I think I've played 120 hours of House Flipper. It's this new game that I've got that I'm fucking obsessed with. Uh, no, basically, you buy these houses and you get like repaint the walls, you get retile walls, shit like that, and you just get to totally flip these houses and like put furniture anywhere you want. And oh, mate, like it sounds so shit, but it's so good. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with simulators like that, mate. Like, but anyway, back to back to. So, yes, I have a growing addiction to TikTok. I have you not were been already on phone. TikTok before this, so. <laughs> oh, I fucking love TikTok, mate. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't make them. Well, I do. Like, I think it's funny to make like the challenges, but I don't post them anywhere. Like, some people make them, then post them, then post them on all the social media, and I just can't be asked with that shit. But yes, so a simple update with what's going on in our lives. So, as John has mentioned before, he's, um, he works at Morrison's, and he unfortunately is a key worker. Um, I should have so, actually. I'll be back in one sec. I'm just going to go grab something from the kitchen and it's not food. Lucy just waffle for a couple of minutes while I go run and grab some badges. 
okay. I've got I've got to show you something. I've got I actually got given this off the company. I've, it's so good. Okay, all right. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll just take over because I can currently see him getting up and walking out. Um, yes, Jordan is a key worker. So, um, obviously, we all know that key workers. Every single key worker has been doing fantastic work for the community and fantastic work for everyone. So, right now, at the start, I would like everyone who's listening to just give Jordan a, a, a nice round of applause because he's a key worker. Don't give us a clap, and, please. I've, <laughs> Sis. Sis. Isolation. Um, Being left alone for a long time turned me into a dirty-minded person. Oh, I'm so happy I'm self-isolating with Ross, like, getting it on tap. Anyway, not, not chlamydia, but anyway, so, um, yes, so, Jordan Keyworker, give him a big congratulations. Fucking hell, what is that badge? Jordan has just showed me the Morrison's badge that he's This is now part of the uniform. We have to wear this on shift. It's our key worker badge. Oh, okay. Well, that's got, I, I think that's quite cute, though. I've got when I'm travelling around to work. I've got to make sure I've got one of these on on the outside of my layers with my oh, colleague what? badge. Pure safety. Like, let's just say if I'm commuting back late through Chelsea Street, which I'm having to do now, and the police do the police are doing random checks there. If I get stopped, I've just got yeah. to show my badges, explain who I am. And I'm out, and I'm out the clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because I mean, Ross is going back to work on Monday, and he's not like my boyfriend's going back to work on Monday, but he's not a key worker. So I know that if he goes back to work, because he works in town, he's doing construction for like uh, a company he works for in town. He is gonna get fined because it's not essential. So, but yes. Anyway, rambling on. Yes. So, Jordan. On behalf of me, and I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening, thank you very much for the work that you continue to do for the community because it is fantastic. Like, and I have spoke to John between, I have spoke to John quite a lot between these episodes, and it's not been easy. I mean, we did try and record this episode a few weeks ago, and well, it was wasn't a few weeks; it was about two weeks ago. But and we did, we did obviously we did record an episode around like similar to this whole topic, and you know, John was telling us how he really wasn't having a good time when this all started because people are just cunts. Yeah, put it bluntly. They're just cunts. They're just cunts. Like, the general public are arseholes. You know Sunderland, right? Sunderland alone, right, has the highest death toll in the Northeast because people still won't listen, right? Is it going to take, right, is it going to take, right, your daughter to die, or your son to die, or your mom, or your nana, or your brother, or your sister, or your wife, your husband, whoever the fuck it is, right? Is it going to take one of your family members to die for you to realise that this is fucking serious? Like, this isn't a joke, right? And there's people, right? So today's date, right? When we're recording this is the 23rd of April, right? Yes. Tomorrow on the 24th, people, people are protesting in... Sorry, Ross has just walked in. Hi, want to say Hi. Hi. <laughs> but yes, anyway, going back, going back to it. Um, people are protesting. Tom- I'm, I'm getting off me. I'm, I'm, I'm losing track. Um, people are protesting tomorrow against the lockdown because it's unlawful. Un, uh, uh, quote unquote Wait, unlawful. Where's this protest happening? London, Westminster. Ugh. I know it's bullshit. Um. God, like I just I, like I'm I'm speechless at the way the the fucking general public are behaving. Like I can't cope with it anymore. Like 
why aren't people taking this shit seriously? Like, people are fucking dying. Like, it's like I'm not being funny, right? So I'll tell you the story, right? Will you cut that in? Ross! I'm trying to record this fucking podcast and you're just being a nuisance. Hi, Ross. <laughs> John went, hi, Ross. Ross, you're now an honorary presenter of the show. You're now an honorary presenter of the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So anyway, back to... Back to you know what, I'm not gonna cut all this out because I just think it's gonna be funny. Um so I don't know, but shut up, right? Try and have a conversation. Nah, I'll leave Why it are you getting changed? Why are you getting changed? Right, we'll put it in the wash then. You don't I bought you that top, what are you playing at? <laughs> and here we see a heterosexual couple engaging in classic banter. <laughs> to the observer, to the observing gay, it is it is completely out of the normal. <laughs> John just went, oh, here we have a heterosexual couple. <laughs> the um, wild male yeah. engages in his foreplay. <laughs> yeah. I think. We'll cut that back. Yeah, Ross, you're either you're going to have to leave or you're going to have to stay. Like, is... we'll go for a piss then. Fucking no, right? If my mum heard you at the minute, oh my God. He's beautiful, isn't he? Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, get out, Susie. No. We're trying to look. Ross, we're on a timer. I was just going to say, that could be a bit of effects guy, you know what I mean? With a smoke every now and again. Oh. Okay. I do that a good smoke machine. Okay. I live up one. <laughs> right, okay, love you, bye. Oh, mate, we just fuck off now. I love you, but you just do <laughs> one. <laughs> Hey God, this is this is this just shows how little social interaction I've had. <laughs> hey God, but anyway, right. So, what was I saying? Yeah. So, people are dicks. Funny story time. People are dicks, right? Funny story time, right? So, me and like when I when this lockdown first happened, like John, I know you know the story, but I'm just gonna tell everyone this. So, the night that the lockdown was announced, which was like the 23rd of March, I think. The, um, yeah, because it was the day after Ross's birthday. I remember. So the lockdown was announced and I didn't know because I was in bed watching YouTube so I didn't have the news on and I've been watching the news obviously like every day but I just didn't have it on this one time because I was watching YouTube and Ross had literally left me flat like an hour before this right and because he was getting some stuff and he was going to come back so um the he rang us and I was like oh you're all right and he was like he was like you've seen the news I was like no he was like we're on lockdown I was like, you what? And I just burst out into tears. Like, I just had, like, I'm, I mean, I've had anxiety before, like, but I've never, well, to be really candid, like, yes, I do have anxiety, but, um, I, uh, sorry, I've got a little boo. Um, but, uh, it's okay, because you're gay. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, because you're gay. I've heard that one before, before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, so I just, I just had this like big panic attack. Like I never, I never, even when my anxiety was at its, at its worst, right. I never was like prone to panic attack, but I just went, I just went and I just couldn't breathe. I was panicking because for me, I, like my anxiety peaks when I'm by myself. Like I don't like being alone. Like, yes, I like my alone time, but I don't like being by myself for like great lengths of time. And I knew, oh my God, I'm going to be by myself for months and months and months. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? So I calmed down and I rang my sister-in-law, um, Emily. And I was just panicking because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I was like, 
I'm by myself and so Emily was fantastic because she she said I'll ring you at the same time every day don't worry if you need anything I'll ring you You're, I'm always on the other side of the phone I'm not in work so don't worry I'm always there for you and it was the same with my other sister-in-law like these are Ross's sisters like Ross's Ross's actual sister-in-law but then Ross's little sister so I just called them my sister-in-laws um, but they were both great like his whole family I honestly I can't I'm so grateful like more than they'll ever know about how grateful I am how supportive they all were so it gets the next day right and I thought it would be a good idea to vlog it so I was vlogging the entire time because I thought it would be a good opportunity to like make like a little short film thing about like my experience in quarantine so I started doing that so I had I had entertainment but um, I had my Xbox and stuff so I wasn't like completely bored but I just knew that I was going to exhaust all of my options eventually so anyways so I got the next day it was about six o'clock right and Ross texts us and I've got the text but I just can't be asked to get them up so he texts us and he goes I've got a new plan for you and I was like what is it like what what like what do you mean and he went he went tomorrow come to mine I was like Ross I can't we're on lockdown I can't like I literally can't come to your house you can't come here I asked him when it first happened if he wanted to come to the flat but he'd said no because he does have family who are um at higher risk um so he he wanted to stay here to look after everyone which I completely understand like we, would, we didn't argue about it. we didn't but I totally understood that was that that was the conversation done I completely understood why so I was like what do you mean and he was like um well you can come here I was like we can't we're locked down and then he um he went no Lucy like I'm seeing come and stay here I was like do you mean like move in with you he was like yeah and then I was like, Ross, like, I feel awful. No, because what am I going to do about, like, me washing? What am I going to do about getting showered? Like, I don't, like, if I move in, there's going to be, like, a lot of stuff. Like, we're going to be living together for months. I was like, are we sure we're, like, we're ready for this? And he was like, yeah, I want you here. Because I don't know, he said it was, I don't know how I'm going to cope without seeing you for this long. And I was like, okay. And I thought about it. I'd spoke to my sister-in-laws again. And they just went, look, it's a good idea. Like, don't see it as you and Ross moving in together. See it as, like, an emergency situation where, it's the most convenient thing to do because I'm not a risk and Ross isn't a risk. I think where the where there's like four of us in like this whole clan because there's like ten of us in the whole like Ross family clan who are all here. Um, I think there's only four of us who aren't at risk, so we're the only four people who can leave the house and Jesus. go and get stuff. Yeah, like there's I, I don't want to get into it because it's their details, it's their personal business, but there's some of them have got um health issues that make them at more risk so oh, what am i saying for there there isn't there's like eight of us if there's 10 of us then there's like eight of us who can go out but even then like there's some of us who have to stay and look after um ross's nephew who's seven um there's some of us who have to watch the dogs like we've got four dogs between all of these houses so whatever right so basically i wanted to be here because I wanted to be with my boyfriend and I wanted to be with me in-laws and I just thought it's better than nothing, right? It's better Can't than wait. nothing. So I packed me shit and I came here and Ross was telling us that his nana, like when he told us, because he lives with his nana, when, it, when he told his nana that I was by myself, she went, what are you doing? She went, what do you mean she's by herself? And Ross went, yeah, like there's no one else in the flat. Like all of our flatmates went home when this all really started to get bad. Um, cause I've got 
um, Jenny, obviously, we've met Jenny uh, through doing the photography. Jenny's from Hull. Ewan, um, you know Auckland. Ewan, obviously. Bishop Auckland. And then... Most of an amazing podcast, which I've never listened to. <laughs> and then the other flatmate, she, her boyfriend lives in Hull, so she goes to Hull. And she was in Hull when this lockdown was announced, so she she just stayed there for a while. But she's back at the flat now. I know she's back at the flat, so it's okay. Like, at least someone's, you know, in there and, you know, I'm not wasting my money because I've just paid me rent and, like, fuck me. But anyway, so the... Uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, so she went... She went, well, tell her I pack her shit and get here then. And Ross was like, yeah, what do you mean? She was like, well, tell her shit and come and stay with us. So... That's that really, yeah. I'm really sorry for like the long rant, but that's that's the story basically like, story as a whole. Time. Like, yeah. But anyway, Jordan, let's hear about you. I want to hear what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously I know what's going on with you, but let's tell the listeners what's going on. Well, right, Lucy, go make yourself a hot chocolate. We're going to be here a while. I'm ready with my summer fruits juice. I mean nicotine. Wait, is that squash or is that cordial or is that proper juice? It's not like fresh, it's like cordial. Good. I've never, I, I can't call it juicy juice or dilute use. I've got to call it cordial or squash. I'm a posh twat. <laughs> that's not posh. That's like, I call it that in, in the bar, like when I'm serving. Like, if someone says, like, can I have a vodka, lemonade, blackcurrant, I'll go blackcurrant cordial. They'll go, yeah, because it is cordial. That's what, like, uh, that's what it is. Like, yeah, you've got squash, but they call it, I think they call it squash for the kids, really, because, you know, kids yeah. drink Robinson. But, I call it squash for the kids and the I autistics. Want, I want to know all about it. Right. But yeah, this, from the, from the minute university was suspended, but me and Jack, we made a firm decision that regardless of what happens, we stayed in Sunderland because A, we're both, co- we're both shop floor colleagues. So that means we're at a higher risk. Whereas my family, my brother's been furloughed, my mom's in the civil service and my dad's a factory worker who's allowed to continue working because they're, they've, in, they've adhered to very strict social distancing, and as well as me Nana, who's incredibly yeah. vulnerable. So that we made, and then of course on Jack's side of the family, it's pretty much the same thing, except his brother and his dad have been furloughed and his mother's a care worker. So we kind of made I've a unanimous... I've just found out, before we started this call, I've just found out that I've got furlough. Woohoo! It's about time. <laughs> I don't even know how much that is because I'm on a zero hour contract, but it's okay. <laughs> anyway. I just get to wear a badge. But yeah. Yes, you just get to wear them sexy badges. From the minute the, the university was suspended up to the 23rd, it was a case of adjust. I just I was adjusting quite well to the lot. I was adjusting quite well to working from home. Yeah. But on the 23rd, the lockdown was announced. I was on shift that night. And I remember because it was actually the first night we closed at eight o'clock because it was that we literally had no stock left. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were in work. Because you know the shift. night where they said that all the pubs and stuff had to close? You know how I said, like, I was throwing a surprise party for Ross in the last episode? So that night, this is why I was so stressed out on that night. Sorry, I will wrap this up. But um, basically, literally at, like, six o'clock, this was, like, a couple of hours before the party was supposed to start, it was announced that all the pubs and stuff had to be closed by midnight. And I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, what am I going to do? So I rang my manager, and my manager was like, don't worry your party can still go ahead, you just have to be out by 12. I was like, right, that's fine. That's what time we're going to leave anyway. Passion. And I, I mean, any listeners, if you are familiar with Sunderland, like there isn't a lot of clubs, but Passion is one of the biggest ones. 
um, and we found out that they were still open, they were staying open their normal hours, but then the next day they were closing. So the only, I mean, we were going to go to Passion anyway because my boyfriend's family own it. So we were going to go there anyway, but, you know, we were like, because we saw all the pubs, like we're literally walking down all of the pubs, shut us down the whole lot, like everyone leaving. Like I've Jesus. never seen town that dead on a Friday night. Like town's been dead. Yeah, there's been like not many people in town and it's been very hard for us to do my job. But fuck, like I'd never seen it. Everywhere was closed. It was literally like if you walk Apocalypse. through town on a weekday, like it was dead. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, sorry, carry on. So yeah, I lucky enough managed to get a lift home that night because the state, when we found out the lockdown was at work, we were already incredibly deflated because we had to shut the shop early because people had decimated the stock. And it was a skeleton crew one. We all looked at each other and we just we just went outside and had a bit of a can I say a long tab break. Even though I don't smoke, I went out with them because yeah. you know smoking tab breaks, vape breaks, whatever you call them, they're the greatest thing in the retail. But then between between the announcement of the lockdown and I believe it was the following Saturday, I took a yeah. really bad decline, and I'm, it didn't help that. Sadly, on the, the Saturday after lockdown, I received some very sad news that my beloved Venus, my best friend in the world, had to be helped across the Rainbow Bridge to say the, the most diplomatic way possible. Yeah. As a result, Why don't we dedicate this? We'll dedicate this episode to Venus. Good. Should, yeah, let's even though she was as, Even Venus. though she was as dumb as a rock, she would have understood. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, like, obviously, and well, I, I know about all this, so... I am really sorry. I, I imagine everyone else is really sorry about what's happened. It's a bit shit. Like, I mean, this, it is. it's like this whole funeral us. situation as well. Like, people, like, I saw this tweet yesterday, and this girl had a, a granddad's funeral yesterday, and there was 10 people there. They were all sat two metres apart. They couldn't hug each other. They couldn't console each other. The service was 15 minutes long, and then afterwards, Jeez. they all had to go home. Like, I can't That's imagine, funny. like... Like, yeah, a, a dog. I, I value dogs like I value humans because they are I like... I value dogs more than humans. <laughs> I mean, honestly, same sometimes. But no, but the, the death is still a big part of your life. and But still, like, imagine, like, losing, like, like, a grandparent or something through this. Like, I lost a grandparent last year and, like, I literally couldn't imagine losing anyone through this because imagine, I could just imagine, like, if, the, if me and Nana had died this time last year, I mean, this time, this like this year, and this was happening. I could not imagine not being yeah. able to hug my mom. I couldn't imagine not being able to hug my dad and my brothers. You know, it would just be awful. Like, oh, but anyway, I'm really sorry. I keep interrupting. I'm really sorry. It's all right. But from that Saturday, and I think this is this is how like the decline happened really quick. Like from the from the Saturday night until about Tuesday, I'd pretty much st- I had I'd stopped eating. I was struggling to get out of bed. I had no drive. I didn't do any work whatsoever. I pretty much shut down. Jack couldn't couldn't get us out of the spiral. I was pretty much spiraling towards the the abyss. And it got to yeah. Tuesday, and I broke down before work. I broke down at work. And you said to me, you said to me last week something about your your autism not helping this either. Oh no! This the autism's been a bastard with this one. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. Like, I was just really curious to know how your autism would play into this. That do you know what I mean? Because I'm not. I'm educated on autism because I have an autistic family member, but it's 
do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not educated enough about mean. the mix with mental health. Do you know what I mean? So, when you with that, with me having high functioning Asperger's, anxieties, and I don't say depression because I'm not diagnosed with it, and I don't believe that I am ever depressed. I just believe I go through low mood periods. So I say low yeah. mood periods. So like they go hand in hand. It is pretty much. It's pretty much like think of think of autism and mental health issues as a couple that can't be separated. Like they're joined together. Okay. Okay. All right. And, yeah, that's easy. That's easy to think about. And that when I when I get overstimulated or when things change too rapidly, like and I mean like the way this shit's gone on, it kinda brings all the anxieties, all the low moods, all the fluctuating yeah. behaviours really to the forefront. That's why I've actually said this in messages to, to my lecturers that I've said that as a result of the situation, my autism has, be- autism has become more visible again. So like you can visually see me mm. breaking and it's, it's not fun. How are you doing now though? Like, is in like right now, are you good? Right now I've been, I'm going to say this, it's ups and downs. It's I have good days, I have bad days and I'm going to share with you now particularly one of the worst bad days I've had in a while was Monday night. Now, I want to, full disclosure right now, I am 100% healthy. I am keeping, I'm washing my hands every hour if I can. I've got hand gel, I've got my PPA at work. But on Monday night, when I stepped off the bus, I suddenly felt the cold. Like when you just, like that, when you, you suddenly just get a right shiver down your spine. Yeah. As I got in to the flat, and of course Jack's been on night shift lately because They've moved half, uh, as the Washington have moved half of their, uh, around half of their grocery staff to night shift as a preventative measure to stop the, like, for social distancing and to make sure the healthy ones are kept healthy. Are yeah. you, Jack? And of course, because I'm in by myself. I get back in the flat and then a total 180 happens. And I mean, like, I suddenly go from being really cold to absolutely boiling. And there I am. I'm doing the forehead test. I'm doing the back test. And there I am thinking, e shit, e shit. I've got it. I think I've got the first symptom. So, of course, I start. This ticker kicks in and goes absolutely nuts. I end off ringing Jack twice that night when he was on shift, just trying to get, trying to get me to calm down. And I had one of the worst nights of sleep of my life. Oh, my God. No, I would panic as well, though, in all fairness. Like, if I started having symptoms, I mean, I wouldn't panic. I would just go, right, this is what I've got to do now. But I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, It was the fear God. of putting the plan in action. Because yeah. me and Joe, out at, the, out at the outset, when it was, when the first, like when it's, when the serious pandemic, when the word pandemic hit in the lexicon of all this, me and Jack sat down brutally and we just went, we need a plan in case the worst happens. And the plan is this, whoever gets it, has to stay in our bedroom and the healthiest person moves into the office which we're recording in now and then we'll follow the two-week principle and if it's no better we stay in the two-week principle until we're better all right that's a good i mean my dad fucking hell right so my dad when we were talking about it i said right dad if this really does go tits up what are we gonna do and he said right we're gonna get everyone so it would include like all of us as family all of my brother's girlfriend's family, everyone, we would all, like, I mean, if, like, I mean, if, like, people really started to become, like, almost, like, survival mode, like, people were looting 
uh, more crime was happening. It basically become like nearly the end of the world. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Contagion. It's on Netflix. Nope. I don't it's watch so many good. films. Right. If you're going to watch a film, right, watch Contagion because it's very similar to Corona. But um, yeah, so I, I said, like, if everything really goes tits up in terms of people looting, blah, 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 the, the world really going to shit, like, no more government, shit like that. My dad said, right, what we'll do is we'll go to, like, an outdoor shop. We'll, like, my dad, because he's just got his retirement money, he's happy to spend it on, like, things that we need, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, my dad literally bought us a PS4 the other day. Like, I'm not even lying, my dad bought us a PS4. Wow. And like, I couldn't believe it. It was... 300 pound and i was like fucking hell dad thank you but, well spent um yeah it was thank you I, I really appreciate it but yeah so me dad would say right would go would take me card and would buy tents would buy survival stuff and what me dad wants to do is he wants to get everyone together all of us all the important people and fuck off to scotland and just go and camp in scotland and stay there for a while go to like a field somewhere and just live there and i was like all right. I was like, that's a fair enough plan. I was like, that's a fair enough survival plan. I don't mind doing that if things really go to, like, tits up. He said, I don't care about the house. I don't care about the the luxury belongings, like his computers, VR, stuff like that. Life goes he back said, to basics. Yeah, he said, I just want my family there. We'll take photo albums. We'll only take things that are important, things that are irreplaceable, and we'll go. And I was like, you know what, Dad? That is fair enough, because honestly, I would do the same thing. Because if we stay in these, the trick is, right, it's like any survival zombie, you know, world ending movie, whatever. You want to stay away from the most populated areas, so fields, forests, places that people don't go to. That's where you want to <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, tonight, I mean, tonight, like, today's date is Thursday the 23rd, and tonight I clap for the NHS. Well, oh, I, I did. for all the key workers. Yeah, like, I, we did the clapping. Um, it was, you know, obviously it was really nice, but what the whole the whole job situation, this whole NHS uh, key worker thing, I wanted when this all kicked off, I actually wanted to get a job like is and become a key worker because you can volunteer. I didn't care about the money, like I just thought like I want to help. Do you know what I mean? I want I want to help, and but then that was my first thought. Like I mean, my first thought was money because I thought. I'm going to be spending more money to keep myself entertained, buying games, buying movies, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, why don't I, because they obviously said Aldi and Morrison's and Lidl and all these places were hiring temporary staff. But oh. then Ross asked me to move in and I was like, oh shit. No, because I wanted to get a job, but then I was like, no, because I would rather have no money in the bank and keep myself entertained with what I've got and be bored, and blah, 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 and rewatch TV series, like, for the 50th time, then get a job, and risk coming home, and bringing anything to anyone, do you know what I mean, like, I wouldn't want to do that, because it's not fair that, like, Ross's family have very, very, very kindly said Took that I can come and live with them, and I'd be bringing illness into that house, I just don't think it's fair, so... It isn't. Yeah, but it is it is very nice what they've done, and I, I'll I'll never be able to get over it. So you see, I think you so, were telling us before the episode started about your home flipping game. Oh, mate, no, I've I've mentioned it in, while we've been recording. It's fucking sick, you know. But um, while we were talking about the NHS clap, actually, I've just come up with this good thought, right? So I've put in my talking points because obviously we do do talking points 
every episode. Um, just to help us, you know, we're going to talk for 40 minutes, so I might as well. But I wrote, right, so the other day I went to B&M and I was thinking about this NHS clap thing, right? Yes, it's amazing. Like, I love it. I love how we've just got that community spirit, right? But what I didn't understand a few days ago was why Conservatives were clapping, why all these people that voted to have the NHS sold, to have it privatised, were clapping for the NHS. And I was thinking, like, eh? But then I said this on the way back from B&M. I was too lazy to walk back, so me and my sister-in-law got a taxi. And the taxi driver had said, I understand what you mean, because, the, like, I'm, like, so I'm not one, like I mentioned this before, I'm not one for like political conversations unless they read the things that really irritate us. Um, I know about politics, I know what I believe in, but it's, I just don't like talking about it just because I've got different views to a lot of people. But I don't understand why people were clapping, conserv- like the people who were conservative were clapping, right? So the taxi driver said, it doesn't matter who anyone voted for, like you could have voted Labour, you could have voted Conservative, Lib Dem, whatever, right? Whatever you want to do, right? But I think people are realising now, everyone though, it doesn't matter like what party you vote for, these people are still people, key workers are still people, they're still people who have families and have to put themselves at risk. The NHS, obviously, yeah, all key workers are great, but if we're talking just NHS, the NHS staff are the ones that are putting themselves on the line the most. Do you know what I mean? Preach. <laughs> Preach. So he said, he said, like, it doesn't matter because there's still people with families. There's still people with kids. Like, you know, just because they're conservative doesn't mean they're monsters. And I, I, that's that's not what, like, I believe at all. Like, you're allowed to have whatever political views you want to have, right? But especially when conservatives wanted the NHS privatised, which is what really boggles my mind the most. But he said it doesn't matter because there's still people who are working hard at the jobs. Even if even if we did go private, we'd still be clapping for whatever organisation it would be looking after our people. Because, exactly. Yeah, and I just thought, you know what, you are completely right. Like, sometimes I do just, like, I'm very self-aware, so I know when I say things that are right and wrong, being self-aware is a massive issue for me, though. But, well, it's also, it's my biggest strength, but it's also my weakest weakness, do you know what I mean? Like, it's your biggest but, strength and your and biggest I weakness. Yeah, like, I'd realised, fuck, I did something stupid there. Like, I just realised, like, you know what I mean? And, like, but, yeah, so I just, I had to get my two cents in there, like, because I just didn't understand it, but now I do. But, you know. Learn um, something new every day in this world. Exactly. But in terms of jobs, like, I want to, I want to, I want you to tell some stories about some of the, some of the shit you've been getting at work. Because the other night I listened to episode 10, and in episode 10, you said that someone threatened to kick your fucking face in. Have you yep. got any more? Like, since, since we've been well. locked down, I want to know some stories. Tell us, tell us a few stories. Oh, I'm trying to think of ones that won't get me in a lot of trouble off the company because there's been a lot that's happened and a lot of stuff that... Well, pretty much... Tell yeah, tell, tell us something that... You don't need to name names. You don't need to name anyone. Just tell us something that's happened to you. Only you, right? Because that's got nothing to do with the company. That's you. That's the people treating you like that, not the company treating you like that. Do you know what I mean? To be honest, not really. Like, apart from having me deliveries, pretty much Morrison's, like a lot of, like the, the big the big supermarkets now are focusing oh. on the, essentials, the essential oh. items. So we've had, oh, are we all right? 
No, that that totally cut out the internet connections unstable again. Um, do that all again. Go from um, no, not really. Just start start again because it's gone really bad. Well, in the build up to to the announcement of lockdown, the company started like cutting non essential essential parts of the store, so that all of the counters, our famous Market Street counters, were put on temporary closure and a reduced lot of lines. We have we've had no like luxury items delivered to the store, and unfortunately, as a result of that, because the company believes cakes like prepackaged, pre-bought cakes, bought in cakes, are considered a luxury, that my those deliveries are coming in a bit less, and it's just pu- it is just focusing purely on your cores, like your bread, your morning goods. So I would like your- I would have to agree though, because that's cakes and that like are a luxury item do you know what i mean you can live without cake you can't really live can without you know like your likes of i don't know like milk we can live without milk but like i mean like canned stuff do you know what i mean there are bigger things that they could be putting on their shelves oh, aye. but yeah. it was just the fact that in my head i've been wanting to i've been craving stability in that place because at the moment it is a case of everyone's up in the air. Like the counter staff are working grocery, the grocery staff are working fresh, the fresh staff are working on the checkout, the cafe staff are on the checkouts. It's all over the sh- literally all over the shop. And because I'm going from pillar to post, not to mention the fact that I'm already having a bit of a hard time, it just starts. It starts building up like a Jenga tower and falling the bits. But I do. I, 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 sorry again, but like I do apologize. Just in advance because i can hear a lot of audio issues that are going on like you're going really loud and then you're going like in normal tone like it's never too quiet but i just want to apologize just in case this is like a really bad quality okay continue sorry but it's and then there's the fact that we've now gone you know i said the shop had to shut early eight o'clock the kind of myth that was a big policy across all the stores like including other companies that all supermarkets would shut at 8 p.m to allow for replenishment to happen Mm -hmm. Because we've now got the stock levels back to a non-panic buying yeah. level and the fact that my aisles actually got stock, the company's now gone back to closing at 10 o'clock Monday to Saturday. So that means yeah. that although they want me to stay till 10, I can't because of public transport issues. So I finish an hour earlier. So my shifts start an hour earlier. That's fair enough. Um, but yes, anyway... Um, it's just mad like it really feels like the world has just come to a halt and like if we think about it like i read this statistic statistic the other day that said um that the world stopped like this since the second world war and that we're yeah, more than likely to after all this is over to go into a recession because oh, we're already the furlough in recession. scheme had three, the furlough scheme had three million of government funding aside for the furlough but they've gone I think it's something like eight, eight point three mil over or something like that. Jesus. Eight, no, eight point billion. That's how many people. Victoria Beckham's frigging company have filed for furlough, and I'm thinking, you're a fucking millionaire. You pay your fucking staff, you dafty. But anyway, sorry, that was really madam. I'm really sorry. But anyway, let's close this off now because we have been talking for a very, very long time. So, um, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Student Survival Podcast. We are really sorry about like the delays in the episodes, but we really have been tr- like struggling how to get this to work. Like, because we've tried so many different things and nothing's worked. And I have to give it to Jordan. It's been Jordan who's been doing most of the research, but 
it's just been very hard and like we've been so unmotivated that it's been like do we record do we not blah 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 and i'm just we're both trying to keep ourselves busy the fact that we're missing two of our team because uh, while we could have them on the show as presenters it's just it's because both them are are currently in circumstances where they're unable to record it's heart-wrenching especially because both of them have been furloughed from the jobs we miss the pair of them yeah, I miss them. Like, but they're both very well and happy. Like, they're okay. Um, they're both they're at home with their parents, so they're all right. Um, good, but good. yes, shout out to Joe and Matty, um, our our dream team podcast team. I'd try and get that to rhyme there. The dream podcast team. There we go. Um, so yes, thank you again for listening to this week's episode. This is Lucy signing out. And this is Jordan now stopping the recording on our fearful platform Zoom. So I will be back hopefully next week. Yes, hopefully next week. Fingers okay. are crossed. Fingers are crossed. Toes are crossed. Legs are crossed. Flaps are crossed. So- Let's go. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Let's go. Got it. I got it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>